0: Hello, writers! This is a podcast about NaNoWriMo, where we get you ready for November. I'm Christina Horner. I'm Liz Leo. And this is How to Win NaNo.
1: As a reminder, Christina and I are not actually affiliated with NaNoWriMo in any way. We've just won a lot. All right. So this week we have another uh, listener question. Oh, I love those. Those are some of my favorite.
0: Yeah, I know. Me too. It it feels good knowing that we're answering the questions that people want us to be answering.
1: Yeah. And it's great because Christina will occasionally be like, Liz, we got another question. We're adding an episode. (laughs) So like... (laughs) Definitely ask us questions. Yeah. This uh,
0: this twelve episode season that Liz signed on for is now 14 episodes. Yeah. yeah, but
1: like, you know, keep keep it to the to the need to ask. <laughs> we'll definitely get to some more next season, too.
0: No, we love your questions. Please keep sending them in. Please do. Uh today's question is from Hannah or Blackthorn City 8 on Twitter. This might have been one from last year, actually. Oh wow. Okay. Um, well but, you hopefully know, you're still listening, Hannah. Better late than never. Mm-hmm. Um so Hannah wanted us to Uh, Talk about how to pick a book title and Mm -hmm. just picking like our process for picking book titles in general.
1: Yeah, well, I guess my first question when going into this, and I think, Christina, you know a little bit more about the industry side than I do is how much you should care about it as a final title that's googleable with SEO versus like sort of your working title for pitching versus the title you put on your uh, on your remo site.
0: Yeah, so I mean the, there are definitely the different layers yeah. that you can look at it from. So, um, you know, working backwards, if you are if you're pitching your your novel and looking for, you know, querying and looking mm-hmm. for for an agent, you do want to have a book title, you want to include your book title in in that. But, you know, if your agent and editor think that, you know, or even like whoever's gonna end up helping you market your book, if they think that there's going to be, you know, a problem with the title that you have or something that's gonna be yeah. better, you know, more um eye-catching, more memorable, more in line with your genre, you know, yeah, that's a it good is point, huh? very possible that they will change your title or work with you to change your okay. title. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't
1: stress yourself out too much. I good. mean, if you are Planning to self-publish? Sure, like getting the the website, like domain or something. Yeah, you know? so we can go into
0: that a okay, little bit more. Great. If you're wanting to self-publish, you probably need to put a little bit more thought into it yourself. But I would say, you know, pick something that you think could be your final title. Okay. but be open to the idea that it might change if you go with traditional publishing for a whole number of reasons. I like that. I like
1: thinking of it that way.
0: But yeah, like you said, if you're just picking a novel title for your sort of working draft, something to put on the nano site the, the the pressure is like way down
1: yeah so just uh to refresh listeners i am terrible at this <laughs> i have um i have books that are named or were named on the nanosite project book time uh like spaceship story things like that like really re- and i think the next year i named something like project book time too yeah I've, don't do I've, that well
0: or it's totally okay because well, yeah you can have a placeholder title. Because sure. sometimes you don't know what you're trying to get across with your book title. Well, I wasn't. It.
1: <laughs> to be fair, I think I could have gone the extra mile to at least have come up with a title that reminded me what that story was. That's a good point. So I could tell what it was when looking through files. Something like Spaceship
0: yeah. Story is probably a little
1: better than Project Book Time.
0: Yeah, because I've similarly had issues. Um, you know, I've I've talked about how I'm on my third year of working on my uh, North Dakota book. And every year that I've worked on this book, I have called it something different. The first year it was just called Untitled North Dakota Book. (laughs) And then the second year I tried one of those sort of like long drawn out like uh, Welcome to North Dakota, Flora Schultz-Hagen was like the name. And then this year I've gone with something completely different and shorter. Yeah.
1: Do you think it's also possible that like as the years go on and the – Sort of zeitgeist or culture around book titles changed based on what's popular and not that may affect like how you think about it, which is why it's always good at the end of the day to have the agency help with yeah, that decision or totally. self publishing, doing your research. But yeah, that's super interesting.
0: Yeah, so I guess I I like starting this episode by saying you know at this stage, especially in the like early nano stage. It doesn't matter. No. It's not going to affect the quality of product that you put not out. Not at all.
1: Just make it something that you can know what it is when yeah, you see it. When you go back
0: through your files on yes, your computer. So you won't
1: lose it. Yeah. But,
0: you know, if you do want to come up with something uh, yeah.
1: good. Because
0: it is fun. Yeah. And it and then when you do, f- like, settle on something that feels like it's a good fit, it is this, like, really nice sort of, like, aha moment. And it yeah. it does kind of make, for me, it makes your novel feel like just that little step more towards, like, a legitimate thing. Yeah,
1: that's a good point. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, so, the,
1: you know, they, <laughs>
0: at the end of the journey, book titles are actually really important. They're probably the first thing that a potential reader is going to see. I yeah. would say, like, book cover and book title are really kind of evenly ranked there because you might actually just hear about the book from a friend who says the title or you might see it on a shelf. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, it's absolutely important. And everyone says, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, but that's obviously the only way that people have to judge books. Oh,
1: absolutely. When I was a young kid in the library, I used to go and find like the most old looking books I could that looked like adults read them. And that's what I read at that stage of my life. Explains a lot about you, grade, (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So you want your book title and your cover, but that's a different episode Mm -hmm. um, to really like hook in not everybody, but the readers that you're looking for. You want to make, sure, yeah, you make sure – Your audience. that you know that what you call your book at least somewhat feels like the kinds of books that you think your readers are also reading. Yeah,
1: this is – I think could be a whole other episode to talk about target audience of yeah. uh, your potential readership because knowing your target audience is very important to getting published or self-publishing, mm-hmm. especially if you're running your own – like publishing.
0: Yeah, we could definitely do a whole episode about that because there's also the flip side where you shouldn't write for an audience. For you an audience, write, yeah. exactly. It's
1: more just like you should eventually know once you've written
0: yeah. what who
1: will like your book. But, you know, while, while you should
0: write the book that you want to write, Absolutely. I think that your book title is almost more like a street sign. Your, yeah,
1: your book title is like marketing in yeah, a way. Yeah, it's
0: literally like, hey,
1: reader, over there. I think you'll like this. Check yeah. it out.
0: It's literally like a big neon flashing sign that's like, yeah. come read my book. You know? Yeah, like
1: ever, like thinking about a restaurant. Like a restaurant has yeah. a name and it can generate mystique. It can tell you a little bit about what type of food it is. It yeah. could not at all. But like you can still do your menu for what you want to do and if cook what I, you want. If I saw a restaurant called Project Eat Time, I probably wouldn't eat there. I would. A hundred percent. I would eat at Project <laughs> Eat Time. Those well, of you who are restaurateurs who are listening – project eat time tm t m. Yeah, TM. But you're I guess the audience that they're looking for with that restaurant. I guess so. Basically,
0: so, you know, you want to you want to hook your target audience. In some book titles, you can convey like this is a World War II book mm-hmm. or, you know, this is a book set at a magic school or, you yeah. know, this is a this is a book about a teenage girl. Like you can get that kind of thing. Like, across. This is a memoir. Yeah. Yeah. You can say like this takes place in winter. This is a holiday book. Like those are all things that you can get across in a very small amount of words or you can just get across a vibe, you know, like, I don't know. I think about like Twilight and it's like,
1: Twilight. yeah, yeah. It doesn't like, Twilight doesn't tell you what it about. In fact, I don't even know what it's called. I don't remember. I'm sure there's some sort of line about it. But like, it really has become this, I don't know, bigger than itself.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the next thing I was going to talk about is how having a short title is recommended. Yeah, Obviously, there sense. are books out there with longer titles. But I think probably Twilight was, you know, following that advice and guidance when it mm-hmm. comes to naming your book. So the reason that titles are usually on the shorter side is that they're simply like easier to remember. Basically, you know, you can recall it more quickly in telling your friends about it. It doesn't take up as much space on the cover. So you can mm-hmm. make it really big and eye-catching. Obviously, that doesn't work for everyone. And, and obviously, you know, we tend to talk a lot more about fiction on this podcast, but nonfiction books generally have sh-
1: longer titles. Yeah. And they tend to explain a little bit more about the perspective of who wrote them. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. So, you know, the, take all of this advice, obviously, with a grain of salt. But having a short book title is like relatively recommended just so people can remember it for example
1: i always think about this short story that i really liked that i wrote in college and i had titled it like mouse guts uh lotto cards and ants or something like that like some long title uh it was longer than that and worse than that and then i was reading through it and it involves yeah like this feeling of ants sort of like overtaking things is crawling involves this lotto card involves like sort of starting over in your life and then it just came to me that the title could be scratch oh and yeah. because it covers all of those things in those ways and it was so nice to think of this one word title yeah. instead of this long one that was super weird like who <laughs> that may even turn off audiences
0: yeah but you know also, maybe you're getting across a vibe and a yeah. tone, and maybe that would you know. It also could have been that that was the right title. So that's true. Yeah, I a, a good example of the opposite of a short title is one of the years for Nano. I wrote a book and I called it "That Summer We Almost Had to Save the World," which is very long. I, I like that though. Um, but again, it was like it's a, a vibe. Wh- it was a fun like YA romp. Yeah. that was very sort of like snarky in tone, and so I loved using a longer title like that because it yeah. sort of you you know, it, it asks the question like, well, why did you almost have to save the world? Like, did Ooh, you not have yeah, to? Yeah, you know, asking
1: so- a good, qu- Asking a question that like prompts the reader to need to answer it is very cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the next thing is you want your title to in some way be evocative. Mm-hmm. You know, you want it to convey a feeling. You want it to con- contain like interesting writing. You know, mm-hmm. you want it to have imagery or wordplay or something that's going to make it stand out. Yeah,
1: and so like if it is a single word, it should be a unique enough word or a portmanteau or something that yeah. will really capture people's yeah. like yeah. imaginations. Exactly. Uh, I guess like this is also, I mean, maybe
0: this is silly, but like your title is just another sh- like shot that you have to show a potential reader that mm-hmm. you're a good writer. <laughs> um, oh my so, gosh, And so, you know, wow. if you just, if your title is like you know, a book about a boy <laughs>
1: or something. Well, yeah. And, but like also I will admit like titling things is a different skill set. Yeah. For example, I worked for Magic the Gathering and we had a whole subset of people that we like sent out card titles and flavor text to that were not the writers who mm-hmm. worked on the story to do that because like people would be really good with puns or coming up with those things. Yeah. And so – Honestly, this makes me think that maybe having people who know your story help you Absolutely. with your title, this is the type of thing that you may want to like mildly crowdsource. No, totally.
0: I, I 100% agree. In our writing group, um, you know, we, we publish, mm-hmm. you know, short story anthologies. And often it'll be like the 11th hour and we'll realize yeah. that like three people don't have a title for their story
1: especially because we're all titling it the name of the anthology like until, because yeah until yeah. we have to. yeah so we often will say like okay everyone throw
0: in suggestions and ultimately you know the author gets to pick what their story is called because we are not a publisher who <laughs> makes them change their, yeah of course their and story. especially
1: a short story in an anthology right. is very different but yeah yeah but
0: often some of our best titles have come from Other authors helping each other out. I think
1: that's where signing off came from in that one of those last minute conversations. Yeah, because I think people can people just take different things from the story
0: and different different pieces stand out. Um, And so, yeah, absolutely crowdsource. If you if you don't have an Mm -hmm. idea for your. For your story. The last thing, and we've really touched on this, but basically, you know, it it should be memorable and it should be its own thing. You know, it should be something that is easily identifiable and something that people aren't gonna forget.
1: Yeah. So basically staying away from generic words and terms. And then I would say if you choose to use any sort of like cliche or turn a phrase that is um like, you know, common, Mm -hmm. that you would want to twist it or change it or make it different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a good example of this is like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yes. Where it's like, okay, Pride and Prejudice, like that exists already. Oh, that didn't go where I thought it was going. And I feel like a lot of people were probably like, oh, I want to see what this is about. So I think that's a really good example of Mm -hmm. like how to make something... Memorable and, and unique, absolutely. So I guess some other things to consider when we say short. There's a lot of like best selling novels out there that are one word titles. Oh yeah, and it it is definitely like very memorable, very catchy, very like boom in your face.
1: Uh, but you you do run the risk of SEO issues. Well yeah, and what we always did when I worked on naming in various franchises is the name you want colon The extra thing. Yeah. I mean, a lot of (laughs) – and I think that's a little more popular with, like, graphic novels. I think it's, like, Sandman, and then it's, like, the blah, Chronicles of – I forget what the full name is, so – which is a way to go, but usually only works as a series, yeah. right? So as a standalone novel, you have less of that ability to do.
0: Yeah. Of course, in nonfiction, that's a different
1: story. The, absolutely, yeah. Um, you can always do like, um, My Life, colon, narrated by Christina Horner, a vlogger in not That's a terrible title. I cannot – I honestly <laughs> – this is another reason why I think it's a different skill set is I am terrible at titling things. Yeah. Like, I just – it is like pulling teeth it is so hard for me some people are so good at it and i can like write till the t- till the cows come home but i can't title it's funny because
0: for me it's really hit or miss like i feel like either it's like i come up with the story idea and like the title just is like obvious you mm. know it's like boom i, I know what I'm, i know what i'm going to call this um or i just can't for the life of me figure one out, you know? and It usually
1: takes me a couple of years, I think,
0: thinking about a story, yeah. Yeah, and I've gone back and changed story titles because I had a working title, and then I was like, "Mm, I don't know if that's really the right one, or like the story changes. But sometimes you just like, I don't know, sometimes you just come up with it right from the get-go, and you're like, oh, okay, well, that's the name of the book. Good thing that one came easy.
1: So I like those years a lot. I just, every time someone says... From the get go, I just hear from from the get go, and I like literally can't stop my brain. Wow, my I apologize
0: to every single one of our podcast listeners who can never unhear that from the get
1: go. <laughs> and then I picture the gecko from uh from Geico. Geico, they don't sponsor us. All right, Christina, what other tips do you have? Well,
0: this one feels like a no brainer, but I would Google your title. Yep. For, a, like, a number of reasons. Yes. First and foremost, make sure that there aren't any other books who already have your title.
1: Yeah. And uh, I guess a note is that if there's, like, a game or a movie that's, like, still take that into account, but it is sometimes different. Yeah. And
0: actually, like, I have seen instances where, like, there even is a book mm-hmm. that has the same name as something that I'm doing, but it's, like, so far Yeah, in different genre. audiences and
1: genre. You can potentially get away with it.
0: Yeah. So... Just Google search and, like, use your best judgment yeah. on if if there is a spot for your
1: book. And in the NaNoWriMo stage of doing this, I Absolutely. think that's, like, a, a quick Google search is all you need to do. Yeah. You do not need to be buying domains unless you see it and you're like, you know what, this is, I once I reach 50,000, I'm going to get myself that domain and that's my reward. Well, and a lot
0: of books never... Like have their own website. A lot of times, They're, it's like that's the author. Website. Well, but if
1: you're going, yeah, that's a good point. I was thinking about self publishing. You might want to have one that redirects to your author, your author site. But that's also another episode. Yeah, that's a whole like. How do I mark? That's another podcast. As, yeah, that's another
0: <laughs> podcast. Yeah.
1: So, yeah,
0: make sure that someone else hasn't already used your title in a way that would be conflicting. I would say also in that search, look, look out for inadvertent references.
1: Mm-hmm. Make
0: sure there isn't like a, an adult store that shares the name of your book or... You know, make sure there wasn't like a war named after your book. Or here's one that people might not think about. If you come up with a title,
1: just do like a quick check on what the acronym spells. Yep. Because people in the forums who like your book will use the acronym. Yeah.
0: And if your acronym is B-U-T-T, then you're going to
1: be the butt book. And do you want to be the butt book? You might want to be the butt book.
0: Well, if your book is about butts, then yeah, then that's great. Then that's a even. You I mean, made.
1: I just like think that's great. But yes, there is definitely <laughs> some four-letter words that you don't want your acronym yeah. to spell.
0: Yeah, there's controversial topics. You know, there's like yeah. things in history. There's character names. I mean, you should do this with everything in your book, really. Yes. Like, ma- if you name your character, make sure that there wasn't like a I don't know, like Nazi sympathizer. Yeah. unfortunately, like, white supremacists
1: have taken over a lot of imagery and icons and words. So just make sure that you are not accidentally walking into that territory exactly um and then
0: i would say you know the last thing is just like consider your genre like what are common sort of titling tropes absolutely that are done in your genre and like what doesn't make sense you know like you wouldn't have like you know a romance novel title and like a hard fantasy like book yeah they're gonna gonna be
1: different Yeah. yeah -hmm. Because at the end of the day, thinking back to the the restaurant metaphor, you if you're walking down the street, you do sort of want to go to an Italian restaurant. It might need to like reference it all that that's the type of food that is sold exactly. Uh, And and there there are people who are like, well, I want that mystery new wave whatever food and i'm gonna go to a restaurant called scratch or whatever you know what i mean but like a lot of restaurant time project restaurant time but a lot of people are going to want to go to and read the type of book that they're looking for to scratch that itch yeah yeah
0: and so i i guess i want to like that's all my tips so i want to sort of circle back and and like remind listeners that at this stage in writing it's it really doesn't matter. It's just fun. Yeah. Like come up with something that you're proud to put on your nano profile, you're proud to like tell your friends or even yeah. just like when you're talking about your story with other writers to be yeah. able to like reference it.
1: To name your Spotify playlist. It's just useful to have something that also motivates and encourages you because it feels real. Yeah. Yeah, cuz any amount it's like the first time you print out your draft exactly. even if it's like
0: trash <laughs> you know, it doesn't
1: matter because at least it's trash with a name and it's a tangible
0: thing that you can like yeah. hold and touch and it becomes so- that
1: much more real exactly yeah, so i love it um
0: yeah i i really like looking back at like my books and seeing the names and like oh, mine are terrible them. Imagine- mine are so bad even if they're bad it's still fun to think about like imagining them on a shelf oh yeah
1: so i can see some of the old names i had project book time Because I put in parentheses, I had one was just untitled, Space and Stuff, Novel Town USA, and then Project Book Time, Novel Town USA.
0: Literally my worst one is Untitled North Dakota Book.
1: But like, again, you would think maybe Novel Town USA could be a good title for your book but this was a book about like a sci-fi futuristic thing
0: in a <laughs> superpower whatever yet again we all just can only wonder what it's like to live inside liz's brain it's really weird you guys <laughs> uh well this was super awesome thanks for the great question hannah um, yeah thank you hannah apologies if it took us a year plus to answer it uh but you know we're all
1: just doing our best out all here doing our best giving it our sum <laughs>
0: All right. Well this is uh this is in December that this comes out. So okay. everyone's done everyone's done writing. So perfect by now. time
1: for titling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So if you don't have anything yet for your novel, like consider I know we all put it on the shelf and we all are taking our like very well deserved break, but yes. consider just like going back and like putting putting in a little bit of thought on what mm-hmm. you wanna call it if you didn't have a name
1: already. Yeah. What a great idea. I love it. Hey Christina, do you know what time it is? It's end of the episode time! What do we say here again? Uh, We never remember, which is why this year I've scripted it. Oh, no wonder it seems easier this time. Have I mentioned how glad I am that you're a planner? Eh, once or twice. Anyway, how can our listeners reach us, Liz? Well, they can reach out to us on Twitter at HowToWinNano, where our gift game is really strong. Or they can check out our Patreon
0: at patreon.com slash We've got some neat perks and we really appreciate the support. Because it keeps the lights on. (laughs) They can also join our Discord server, which is full of absolutely delightful writers who listen to the show.
1: It's got writerly discussion, invaluable writing sprints, and lots of silliness. It's my favorite. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time, keep keep writing. writing.
0: See, we do say it together. We do say it
1: together. i pressed record i just like instantly got hot (laughs) as soon as i pressed record okay like i'm flushed from the sour punch (laughs) okay